Welcome Faith Family Church. Our pastors decided to up the looks department for panels. So Judy and I got to come here today. I'm so excited to be here with Judy Tiffner and just really excited to hear how the Lord used the sermon in her heart today. Um, I, I loved the sermon today, but First um, Samuel is one of my favorite books and I especially love the Old Testament. So Judy, what's something that really encouraged you today in this passage? Well, I feel like I have been fed a very full meal this morning, um, both in the seminar hour and also uh, the morning worship service. The story of Hannah in 1 Samuel never gets old for me. Her story is a snapshot of many of our lives in different ways. And my thoughts centered on um, some of the the players in this first chapter. And um, I think about Penina. Mm -hmm. And she was one of those very difficult kind of people <laughs> that are very hard to live with. Mm -hmm. Both of these women, both Hannah and Penina, had a very strong desire for something that they did not have. Mm -hmm. Yes. Penina had a quiver full of children, but was not the number one loved wife. Mm. She was extremely cruel towards Hannah, tormenting her year after year. You know, most women in our culture, Sarah, they have a tender heart towards women that they know that are unable to conceive children. They're barren, and we have a heart for those women. Mm -hmm. Penina was heartless. Mm. Now, Hannah had the love of a husband, but did not have any children. Mm. And I'm amazed at the footprint that she left in the hearts of people. Instead of displaying a revengeful heart towards Penina during these very difficult years of barrenness, Hannah kept her heart turned toward God. Mm -hmm. And as she was praying in the temple, even priest Eli, he mistook her situation <laughs> in a very wrong yes. way. In a very negative, negative way. Mm -hmm. But Hannah was gracious mm. and she showed that humble heart that she has and her great dependence on God whom she came to worship at Shiloh. Mm. That's really great. That's really great to see both those women right. lacking something that they wanted. Definitely. That's sweet. Now, before Kyle even jumped into the text, he kept giving us a lot of meat just to help us explain how 1 Samuel works. So the first question he asked us was, why should I study 1 Samuel? And the second question that he asked us was, what do we need to know? in order to study 1 Samuel. Was there anything from those two questions that kind of stood out to you or helped you understand it better? I love the reminders that we all really need when we read through the Old Testament. It's just that foundation that he talked about that is so important as we go through the whole Bible and leading up, it's that thread that's going through the whole mm -hmm. Old Testament 
through the New Testament to the end of seeing that redemption that's waiting for us, yes. that Christ has provided. But it's all through the Bible. Mm -hmm. I love that. Also, um, I really appreciated uh, the biblical history that we heard this morning. Um, I appreciated the quote. It invites us to follow the historical acts of God. It is a recording of God's unfolding drama of redemption. Mm -hmm. That was a beautiful quote. Yes. Perfect. That's really sweet. I loved it when he said that Jesus, this is what he preached from. Yes. So for us to ignore the Old Testament right. is really silly. Yeah. And, and, and also, you know, when he was on the road to Emmaus after he resurrected, he was just pouring out those, mm. the, the stories found in the Old Testament. So he was, he was just like Kyle said, he was preaching yes. the Old Testament at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that it's not just history, because I, I love history. And if you read these books in the wrong context, that is all it is. Mm -hmm. It's just some history. Mm -hmm. Some people who did some really dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Lord was kind and still brought them through it. But it's so much more than right, that. Right. It's the redemption story. I, I appreciate it also... Um when he, one of the questions is, what do we need to know before studying for Samuel? I really appreciated being reminded again of the transition that was happening. There's yes. no more judges, we're going into kings. And just to, to, to see, you know, he did the what, where, when, yes. really carefully this morning. Yes. And I think that was really helpful as we get ready to start this wonderful book in First Samuel. And it's also a great way for us to learn how to study ourselves. Mm -hmm. Before I jump into a book, do I, do I know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Do I know the period context? Um, you were saying the judges weren't around anymore. That was a 400 year period. Mm -hmm. That's a very long time. Right. That if you're not paying attention to your biblical timeline, that you wouldn't even necessarily mm -hmm. connect them. Also, if anybody else is like me, it's not in the Bible isn't in chronological order right. how we're given it. And so we have a story like Ruth and we just we that's how we do these timelines and that's that's mm -hmm. not how they are. And so mm -hmm. it's really important to see mm -hmm. exact timelines to help us understand contextually what's going on. Right. All right. Well, this is kind of a this is a big one. Mm -hmm. We Definitely read in our passage about a woman who is not able to have children. And so it wasn't the main point, mm -hmm. as I think we've talked about already, but it definitely is in the text. So do you have counsel that you would give to someone in our church who's struggling with infertility? Well, you know, because that I have not experienced that particular challenge, I feel a little inhibited to mm. be able to speak for someone that has gone through something so very difficult. Yes. You know, we all have a story to tell and the things that God has um, used in our life to bring us closer to Him, those are the things that um, we can speak, speak about. Mm. But um, I do know from the very beginning of creation, there has been this natural desire for most women to really desire to be married and then to have children. Now, 
in our culture today, I have to acknowledge that that is changing. It yes. has changing, and I really believe it's because of the fall at the very beginning. But within that culture we live in, it's, it is changing. But God put in that plan in place um, from the very beginning of time. Mm -hmm. And in God's word, we're told that children are gifts to us. And that is why I think it's very difficult when, when a, um, a woman really desires to have children yes. and that door has not been opened to her yet. Mm -hmm. And my heart um, grieves with them. Yes. I, I, do, I do acknowledge that. It's, it's, it's very, very difficult. Every month there's this, this hope that gets dashed, and, it, and yes. it's, it's very difficult. But um, I do uh, want to, and I had this checked out with one of the, the elders, that um, I do want to recommend um, a website that is filled with encouragement from God's Word mm. and from women who've experienced infertility. Mm. And it's called Revive Our Hearts. And uh, it's, you just click in there and you go to resources and you'll find, I think, 136 offerings mm. on the topic, topic of infertility. Mm. So um, I would encourage if anybody is really struggling with that in our church, that would be a really good resource. That's to really go helpful. To. Mm -hmm. I also think it's really important as a body of believers and then as women that we walk through that suffering with our fellow sisters. Mm -hmm. And I have also not experienced infertility, but I have friends that have. Mm -hmm. And just because you don't know what to say is not an excuse mm -hmm. to leave them in it. Right. And you pretend like it doesn't exist. Right. And of course, helping people is, is different with mm -hmm. each female. They may want lots of attention about it, they may not, mm -hmm. but as sisters in Christ, right. we are to bear one another's burdens. Yes. And that's something that we can learn to do better, mm -hmm. I think, as believers. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, it's not just infertility, it's a, a ton of things that people right. are struggling with and they're either embarrassed about it or they think no one else has ever experienced that kind of pain or, or longing or mm -hmm. suffering before. And so it, it does good for us to be honest yes. and to suffer well mm -hmm. with others and also share some of our sufferings mm -hmm. with them. So we realize we're not alone. I think sometimes it's just a matter of just going through it with, with your friend that you know that's going through, through it. And, really pray for God's plan mm -hmm. and that pray that as she's going through this really difficult time that this will draw her closer to her Savior, mm -hmm. that her dependence will be totally on Him and, you know, just let, be, let her be assured that you are walking, mm -hmm. walking with, through this with her yeah. in whatever ways can. I think it's really important too that in First Samuel it said the Lord had closed her womb. Mm -hmm. That it wasn't something she did or didn't do, mm -hmm. but also that our suffering comes from our Savior. Mm -hmm. And that's a really hard pill to swallow. That's mm -hmm. a hard 
it is. balance to find. It's really easy for us to say, God is sovereign, mm -hmm. because he is. Mm -hmm. But when he has given us these incredibly difficult, hard things to go through, it's, mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to say, God is sovereign, mm -hmm. you know, and to, to see that in scripture, Hannah didn't, didn't shy away from God's sovereignty. And she just kept calling out to him. You know, when you know that someone's going through a difficult time, it is really, really important to be praying for them because they're at a crossroads in their mm -hmm. life. And when they come across something so very difficult, you know, the enemy is on their heels. Yes. And, and really, really desiring to put doubt mm -hmm. in this believer's life. Mm. And it comes to the point where you say, you know, do I really believe everything that I have learned right. over the last many years? And is God really, is really God the person that he says he is in his word? Mm. Is he really real? And so when a person keeps her focus on the Lord mm. and keeps her eyes focused on, on who he is and his sovereignty, then it is just a wonderful way to magnify and honor the Lord mm. in your life. Because there are people that are, are watching and, and seeing yes. how you deal with something very, very difficult. And when they see you deal with it in a right way mm -hmm. and keeping your focus where it needs to be on that foundation from the God's word, yes. it's, it's, it really causes people to really think about. You're just pushing people to yes. the Lord. You're just pushing yes. them. Because then they see the reality of his grace and his mercy mm -hmm. in your life. Yes. And that speaks so loud. That's really sweet. Well, do you have any closing thoughts or insights about the sermon that you'd like to share? Um, I would like to share a quote from Warren Wearsby's book, With the Word. It's a devotional commentary that I use. Mm. A mother's prayers and a father's encouragement change the destiny of a nation. Mm. Never underestimate the power of prayer in a godly home. Mm. I am really looking forward to 1 Samuel. I am too. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.